and 740thefan.com. To phone in, call 237-3767, 1-888-458-6926, or you can text short code to 35270. Well, Dune, it is the Jack Michaels Show on 740 The Fan, 107.3 FM. 740thefan.com. I don't know if this feels like Caddyshack-like with the uh, the, the news today <laughs> in, the, uh, in the world of golf, but uh, we will certainly discuss that. Jeff Kolpak, who is the host of the uh, golf show during these summer months on uh, 740 The Fan, will join us around uh, 1240 to talk about the big news today in the uh, world of golf. PGA Tour agreeing to merge with, uh, with the Saudi-backed uh, rival Liv. Derek Hansen here, Jack Michaels on the road in uh, suburban Milwaukee with the Red Hawks in the Lake Country Dock Hounds will play uh, tonight. Jack, hello. Well, good afternoon. And uh, just FYI, guys, if uh, if the states were all in uh, involved in a tournament on who can have the most road construction, I think Wisconsin is your far and oh, away yeah. number one seed, by the way, just to let you know. Really? So, uh, well, I'd yeah. argue 32nd Avenue is the worst spot I've ever seen in my life in Fargo, so I'll give uh, that to <laughs> well, if, if it was a street competition, yeah. okay, I'm with you. I'm going 32nd. If it's a state competition, I'm going uh, Wisconsin. I don't know how so many you're saying 94 and 90 have a lot of one lanes? Is that what you're saying? I would say that there's just going to be a lot of arrows blinking either to the right or to the left with one of those <laughs> orange signs that shows the merge and then... You ever get that feeling? Then you're free. You know, it's you know you're, you're paroled, and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. back to cruise, back to driving, and then oop, there's that left. Oh, I'm trying to recall my uh, flying trip to Milwaukee last year for the uh, first two games of the American Association final when they uh, had to go there with the you were on assignment with UND football, so I uh, right. pinch hit, and I'm trying to remember there was there were there were a few spots I recall that were one lane, but I'm trying to remember. I thought all in all it wasn't too bad a drive, but there were a few. It was a case yesterday driving here last night. The uh, it's it's I think you know these MapQuest Siri or whatever they they have your best intentions the fastest route. So it said we're gonna uh, it says please exit off this exit in the 93B uh, takes you to an alternate I-94 and I'm thinking well they must know because they know where <laughs> like speed traps are and stalled cars. I'm like I'm fully in that trust mode and I'm like and it, and it spits me out. Right into the sea of, of of one lane traffic, I'm like, well, that didn't do anything except divert me for a slower highway. It's like, okay, but anyway, that's it is what it is. That summer, you know, speaking of merging onto a onto a highway, not to you know, Brad, as you talked about, how about this? Has any you know, we got up today, and as the news hit of the of of, of the PGA Tour and live and the DP, uh, the unifying under this one umbrella. And it cut right into the, uh, the uh, you know, those with massive integrity. How do you dare be under the umbrella of the Saudis, this this regime that, you know. Man, I was watching a, a, a one-on-one piece with, is it Christy Brennan who writes? Well, I really respect uh, who Chris, writes for. Christine uh, Brennan, yeah. Christine Brennan, very, very good reporter, who has been pretty adamant in her stance you know, on on this to some of the golfers that have been pretty adamant on their stance. I think Roy McElroy comes to mind. And like you said, we'll get into more of this with uh with Jeff later on. But, you know, you've got like the, the Saudi prince Mohammed bin Salman who basically uh, was responsible for ordering that uh, that Washington Post uh, Khashoggi uh, the the killing of that that just opened this up and then of course you can date it back to you know as Christine was talking about to the you know nine eleven and some of the atrocities and all the things going on and, and this there's a story Derek and Brad it's not just you know a couple of companies uh, you know a couple of uh, factions converging for the financial capitalistic benefit of of a sport. I mean, this crosses. This story is so big; it crosses through different boundaries. That for those wondering why this is plastered on every, like from CNN to Fox News to ESPN, that's why. And so it's kind of a large story. Well, it's a glo- global story for sure. For that yes. reason, you know. <clears throat> so yeah, it's it's interesting. I think what you know what's happening too is I think that the PGA kind of had to buckle a little bit because when you're having 
the live tour guys win your major championships. That's not really what you're an ideal situation. So I don't know. And, you know, I don't know what, what have you heard much from Greg Norman on this? Who's been kind of, he was looked like Benedict Arnold for a while. And now he's going to be in partners. It's going to be a weird thing, right? I mean, it's, right. He was a C he's the CEO. I think, yeah. right. If I'm not mistaken of live golf, I, you know, I don't know. It was live. You know, I got that couple questions that I'll throw at Jeff personally. Like, I don't know if live was making money. I don't think they probably cared, but I don't think they were actually, you know, making dollars. But yet, as you say, Derek, you know, some of the players that that jumped over there were winning some tournaments. And is the PGA in a, in a spot that uh, you know? Where's the? What does it say about the PGA? I mean, I don't. You know, so Jay Monahan, you know, they're going to sprinkle this as as this joint unification venture that is going to you know, bring everything up. But I mean, you know, they're bypassing some of the, yeah. some of the, some of the stories that are that they got a lot of adamant. I'm curious. Do, do some of the guys ever adamant about those that that split for the live tour? And now that the PGA so so in lesser word caved in, uh, do they just say, "Well, I'm done with you"? Then you know, this is what I'm waiting. What's the fallout? Maybe that's the question. What's the fallout of this from an individual aspect? Were those that were dug in so hard in the trenches that were opposing you know what was going on i i'm curious what that's going to be i feel like who wins in this deal well that's just it it's you know it, and this may be a weird analogy but it reminds me a little bit of when vince mcmahon bought wcw after all those monday night wars hmm. and the reason i say that is because and grant we're talking sports entertainment i get all that but what you did have is you had the weird thing of you know, like Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan and those guys, they were on guaranteed contracts to Turner Sports, not necessarily WCW. So it was kind of a weird thing. So they didn't necessarily come right into the WWE to, you know, partake in TV, right? So And, and so there's a lot of jealousy. You know, we want that, what that guy's getting. Because there, there's got to be guaranteed contracts that are going on with Live Golf, right? So what well, are they going to do now? They're going to go back and play and play for money or knowing that they have – it just this is going to be really strange. I uh, not to mention the lawsuits that were well; those are probably wiped out, I'd imagine. So the the lawsuits that were impending from you know, think so, uh, yeah, yeah. Those are this failed suit, but DP World and PGA and Live Golf all unifying that. I'm sure all the lawsuits that were out there just absolutely went. Well, that's it for that. Wiped off the board. I I don't know. I I mean, I imagine the PGA is going to stay with its scheduled tour. Uh, the DP world. I mean, I I, I don't know what they, are they going to have. Is Tom Hoagie got to got to pack his bags and then and, and get ready to play some some Saudi tournaments next year? Or is that how that's going to work? I, I don't know. I, I, again, uh, yeah. What, what's the what's the fallout? What's the ramifications? But you know, I I think still the 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 moral integrity issues I think are big too. We're going to see because you know you got some Derek and Brad that were saying look. I think I read some quotes today, whether it be Greg Norman or whatever, uh, dealing with the atrocities that the that the Saudis, those rulers, have had uh, with not only the, the the reporter that that was killed, the Washington Post reporter, but all the other atrocities. And I think there was comments that saying, "Well, you know, we've all made mistakes. We move on." Well, okay, but you know, there's some people that aren't really willing to kind of look past that and can't even fathom that you that you you'd make bedfellows with. With those, so yeah, I to me, I'm intrigued by all of it. I'm intrigued by the social aspect of this, the those that that, that are firmly entrenched. You know, how could you have, how could you be in bed? And then there's those that say, look, we're globally partners with with even our our enemies on a, on a world standpoint. Derek, you dabble into political talk uh, because you have to at times, and and you want to. So there's the, there's that angle too. Look, yeah. we're in bed with this group. We're in bed with that group on a global because we need this. We trade with this. We're in bed. Why should it be different in the world of sport? So again, that's there's so many, so many different arms. Even though it just seems like a sports story, it's a little more than that. Well, we had the interesting thing with the NBA and their affiliation with China all the years, right? I mean, this is not nothing. We don't have anything new here. Unfortunately, we. You know, when you're trying to make your sport global, this is what happens. <laughs> you know? yeah. and, and so that's, you know, that's what we are dealing with here. And, you know, whether it be on the political front, whether it be business-wise or whatever, there's just a lot of, you know, kind of picking, uh, you know, shaking hands and being a little bit nervous with some of the folks that you're dealing with. You know, and 
I hate to go back to wrestling, but you know Vince is going through this with Saudi Arabia too in the wrestling side of it. I mean, just there, and a lot of these guys are making interesting bedfellows because of the almighty dollars. No getting around it. ESPN story here. Uh, they they were talking about some PGA Tour members. Uh, one that was reached by ESPN today questioned why the merger needed to happen when, in his opinion, the PGA was beating the Live Golf League on the course and, of course, in the courts. With the, uh, with the pending litigation that was going on there. And the quote from the player says, It's insanity. The live tour was dead in the water. It wasn't working. Now you're throwing them a life jacket. Is the moral of the go. story to just always take the money? Yeah. yeah that's Pretty much. That's, <laughs> Unfortunately. Answer, yes. <laughs> but, here's the, but remember the old adage, of, of, if you can't beat them, join them? Mm-hmm. What you just read, Bad, is we're kind of beating them. But we'll let them. We'll join them anyway. Yeah. You know that's what that's what that is. But you know from that that but how that much? Stand. I mean, how long is that contention going to last? I mean, for the for the Dustin Johnsons and Brooks Koepkas oh, that heavens. left. I mean, they're not going to welcome them back with open arms, nor should they. Yeah, it's a. It's been awkward it's enough a, at the majors it's, already. It's, now, right. it's, now it's, it's going to be uh, weekly. I don't know. It's an intriguing story. Can't wait to get uh, Colt Pack's uh, uh, thoughts on that coming up at forty. Dick Bremer at twenty today. Uh, so is that Stanley Cup over then, seven to two? The final yesterday, Vegas. I, I maybe we've learned some. Maybe we've learned something from the NBA that we we tried to count Miami out. Uh, maybe maybe we shouldn't have I, done that. And the way that that the, the Panthers have gone this entire postseason, I can't believe that they're going to get swept. I mean, yeah. I just can't see it. They might get new life at home. Yep, like I say, if they 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 come back at home and and they get one back. And, and it's two, you know, if they win game three, they come back, it's 2-1. Who knows? But, yeah, I mean, boy, Vegas just, just blitzed them last night. Whew. I, I want to say this, too, and Dan Burrow brought this up uh, last night, I do believe, but I thought Eric Spolstra was a little bit, uh, a little too snarky in his press conference when the reporter asked about, do you get in a situation where you let Jokic score and, and, and not have him, you know, be that assist guy at that post, right, where he's just feeding everyone, and he kind of scoffed at it, and I'm, I'm like, that's how the Timberwolves won their one game against them. I, mean, I think there may be something to that. I don't think that's something to laugh off of. You know, if he, he seems to be an assist machine for his size, and if he's spreading the ball around, that's the toughest offense to contain much more than we've seen it many times. Stefan Marbury was out way from the one spot where, yeah, he could score 50 points, but the Timberwolves will lose. Well, maybe you have a better chance if he's just, you know, putting those goofy layups in where he looks like he's Mr. Magoo falling into the lane and <laughs> finds his a- way in. But uh, when you know he is such a good passer, it's almost tough. You know, it's the underrated thing with Larry Bird too back in the day. Yeah, it's a great point because I I, I I saw that too, and and you know Eric obviously has been around and, and he knows how to coach up, and maybe in, in those press conferences doesn't want to you know throw some verbiage out that you know can be taken whatever way. But I agree, Derek. I you know he, yeah he does. Joker's got that amoeba like you know throw in around the hoop he's so good but look you don't get a superstar if you let the superstar go off for points but that superstar is thrown in what 10 9 10 triple doubles in the in the postseason and right. every every one of those has led to the success of that denver team and think about what he does so it's not just the scoring you know, when you take it, when you minimize his ability to to find those guys that do those back cuts and, and like seal up in a block. So if you take away the passing, that affects the game. Now, what about this? What if you what if you don't let him? What if you get a body on him and and reduce some of his rebounds? Well, defensive rebounds. And if you're Joker, whatever you know, so he's built like a building. But remember, he always starts a lot of breaks, which which is odd. But starting those breaks kind of gets that defense out of defensive transition position so even his rebounds that transition into him starting to lumber down the floor like a transformer with a basketball you know <laughs> so if, you, if you so i agree you start minimizing some of the other attributes that that joker has i think it plays a factor yeah. go ahead score 40 but we're not like not only drop 10 dimes and we're going to reduce maybe even some of your rebounds to not start breaks so yeah I, i'm with that totally in that series, uh, Texter says going back to the uh, the golf uh, story. PGA golfers will absolutely welcome Brooks, DJ, and other live golfers. The players are for the most part buddies. They don't blame these guys for guaranteeing generational wealth. The rooting public might not welcome them, but who cares? Um, well, there's been a lot said though. Yeah, I, I, time takes care of a lot of things, but I, it's it's going to be. I think there'll be some contention to start. I don't know how there couldn't be. Yeah, I I just uh, I mean. 
how much of a again many were very adamant about that to that texture yeah you're right maybe time time heals and these guys are all like get what you can can't fault you for making the dollars and look at the dollars over there but that's when i went back to that that integrity you know you jumped in bed with a with a with a government and a in a country that that has been known for some other things that have not looked good in the world's eye certainly the u.s's eye and uh you know are you willing to just put that away yeah i i I think this is this is gonna make for some good talk show circuit for the next day or two for no no question about it yeah it's it will be interesting of course the you know the camera shots we saw a little bit of that with Brooks and all them too anyway right I mean during the PGA and what have you I mean you're kind of seeing that uh, those interesting shots of the PGA guys along with the live guys but now it's going to be I think at a whole new level because we'll see it more and more and I guess it will be interesting to see what the split is where are they going to go what are the events going to be and I just it, it, it's really intriguing. There's just no getting around it. It's going to be really intriguing to see how this goes. Man alive. I was reading a stat back to, I know we got uh, Richard uh, Bremer coming up here shortly, but I was seeing, what was the numbers? Uh, back to the Stanley Cup finals real quick. Teams that take a, took a 2 nothing series lead in the Stanley Cup final are 31-3 in the expansion era. Uh, but, uh, Brad, to your point, I mean, the Panthers opened up uh, coming down, what, 3-1 to the Boston Bruins. So, you know, maybe maybe that's not it. It's uh, it's good. I'm in Pewaukee, Wisconsin, by the way, just down the road from Oconomowoc. Derek and Brad, there'll be a test on all those names, uh, spelling, pronunciation. But I'm in uh, Pewaukee, Wisconsin today, about 10 minutes down the road from Oconomowoc. Beautiful little village here. Got a little rain today, but... uh, the game tonight, uh, the Red Hawks in Lake Country, it's at uh, 7.35, as you may know, uh, because the uh, field, I think, has got some still some high school action. They're using the big the big field oh. uh, for oh, that. Okay. That's why tonight has been moved. You know, tonight is, is an hour normally later, a half hour normally later. If you're so. going to use all those big words, you know, of Milwaukee City, I'm going to need Alice Cooper to give me the definition of all of them, you know. That's a, that's a Wayne's World reference, ladies and gentlemen. It is a Wayne's World <laughs> yeah. reference. Oh, yeah. So I went through all of it. Of course, you're, again, you're going to go through. If you come to Wisconsin, the game tonight, be wary of the uh, delays across the entire state of Wisconsin. So, so since you had to drive slower, there wasn't a shot to those you know blue card state troopers pulling you over as much, right? Well, there, but in my, but they were there. I'm thinking they must be having a terrible day trying to meet their quotas and, and pull people over and keep safety because nobody's speeding. Everybody, you know, you yeah, get a right. couple of, you get a couple of, you know, not not the highest level of intelligent drivers as you do. But you're right. They were just the blue troopers were just kind of hanging. In fact, I saw a couple just chatting with each other. You know, I'm thinking everybody's doing sixty. You know, in a, in a you know, that's it. Yeah, they had a. They must have had a boring day yesterday. I uh, yeah, because for people I don't know, if you haven't been through Wisconsin much, don't speed. I mean, like, nope. uh, seventy two is maybe at the most, maybe there. Because I've I've even been on the road in Wisconsin with law enforcement friends of mine. And they're like, wow. <laughs> I mean, this is all they have to do. <laughs> maybe, maybe that should be our test club question. Worst states to uh, to speed in, and we Wyoming's don't condone, one. But but uh, I would what? Which one, D? Wyoming's not good either. Yeah, say, they yeah, really like out-of-state was... license plates, too. They yeah, can probably hear us go. on the signal. So, yeah, I'm talking to you guys. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I would say. Couple I'd th- put Wisconsin in that boat, too. Yes. Uh, more text in. Uh, says, just listen to a guy like John Rahm. He has said it himself that the tour guys just want what's best for the game and everyone and having everyone together is best. Uh, another says, regular folks can play high-road ethics warrior, but few and far between are those principled man or woman that would reject the live money, everyone playing the hypocrite. Oh, I don't fault the guys for going. I'm just saying that yeah. I know what I've heard from the Roy McElroys and other guys. I mean, John Rahm is going to go down the straight line. That's fine. But there's been other things said. And there's a lot of guys on tour. And I'm sure you're not going to get a consensus <laughs> opinion on what this is all about from all oh, of them. No. That is for sure. Yeah. No, you're going to get a wide range mm-hmm. of, 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 yep. of, of, of that response. Uh, Kopech will break it down. So uh, coming up at, at 40, you'll join the chatter on, on that on a Tuesday. I almost said Wednesday. It feels weird again that, yeah, off that Monday they too. traveled. Tuesday edition of the show. Jack and Derek in the studio. 
It is uh, it is uh, Dick Bremer coming up talking twins. That's a whole other batch. And Derek, did you see what I, I've seen more pieces today on ESPN on Louisa Rise than I saw all last year because he's toying with four hundred. Yeah, uh, I can't even talk about it anymore. I know you can. <laughs> <laughs> I will talk with Dick, presented by Jefferson Lines. Coming up next, uh, Dick Bremer on seven forty the fan. Time now to talk a little Minnesota Twins baseball, the television voice of the Minnesota Twins, the legendary Dick Bremer. Brad Benson brought to you by Jefferson Lines. Jack Michaels in Pewaukee, Wisconsin, not far from Oconomowoc. Again, there'll be a test on spelling coming up later in the program, but we love it. Uh, Brad Anderson and Derek Henson studio. And uh, Dick joins us today uh, from Florida. Uh, Dick, great to, great to hear your voice. Excited for these upcoming games for the Minnesota Twins. I know that uh, the Twins maybe hope to accomplish a little bit more in that series with Cleveland. Certainly the way they started it, Dick, winning some tight games. But then just a, a flurry of some different injuries, you know, that that, that, that finished with, with Royce Lewis and everybody held their collective breath. So my first question, I guess, to Dick is uh, what do the Twins look like? How does it feel heading into this next couple of series against uh, two really good opponents starting tonight in Tampa Bay? Well, they're going to have a tough assignment, obviously, with the Rays, uh, best record in baseball, first game that the Twins have played against them. But what we've seen so far from the Twins in the first third, roughly, of the season, their ability to play toe-to-toe with the best teams. They won the season series with the Yankees. They won the season series with the Astros. Uh, I think the Twins can pitch with the Rays, at least statistically, uh, you would be able to argue that point. I don't know whether the Twins are going to be able to hit or run the bases with them. They're, they do it all. They they really have a good uh, roster, a deep roster, and most of the players can do a little bit of everything. There's nobody leading the league in home runs, but they can run eight guys out there with eight or more home runs. So it'll be an interesting series to take on a team that, uh, you know, a lot of people were surprised at the tremendous start because it was a tremendous start unlikely start but they've continued to play good baseball and i'm really looking forward to see how the twins match up and as you alluded to before who's in the lineup uh, for game one tonight yeah certainly the depth is out there you know it was a little scary when royce lewis had that issue on first base and (laughs) vasquez is the only guy on the bench i mean they, they are really Finn, are you surprised that someone hasn't been put on the injured list yet, considering all this has been going on? Or Yeah, and I don't know whether we might not get some news about that uh, yet later this afternoon before the first pitch. Twins had an off day here in Florida, and if they were at all prepared to juggle uh, the roster, uh, of course Monday's an off day for the minor league teams across minor league baseball as well. They could have somebody here and might have someone here. Matt Walner's continued to swing the bat well fact of the matter is max kepler has been in the lineup the last couple of days only because he was healthy not because he was doing much of anything at the plate uh trevor larnick is another one that you'd like to think would be considered uh, for the major league roster Uh, he was swinging it pretty good before he caught pneumonia you know we've talked about the injury situation ad nauseum for the last couple of years and 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 while some of the injury situations that the twins have found themselves in uh, might be avoidable. Uh, you know, how do you how do you prevent what's happened to Correa, what's happened to Buxton, what's happened to Larnick? Um, you know, you can have the greatest training staff in the world, but you can't keep somebody from catching pneumonia or doing an incredible and incredibly dangerous flip over first base like Lewis did on Sunday. Dick Bremer joining us today, Twins and, and Rays. I know a lot of Twins fans are excited about this. This Rays team, Dick, as you alluded to, uh, I mean, they're just they're good overall. I mean, the overall record is good, but they're 26-6 and six at home, for goodness sakes. Just, just a case where they're just a good team and they're winning everywhere, Dick, and they're really comfortable at home. Can we read into their dominance of, of, that, uh, of that home record? Well, you know, their guy going tonight, Zach Eflin, is undefeated at home. Uh, they they just seem to play well, and it's not because of incredible fan support. We know that. Uh, I don't know how many people they're going to draw for the three-game series uh, here with the Twins. Maybe maybe 40,000 total, and a substantial portion of those fans will be Twins fans. So it's it's a home field advantage, unlike what the Twins had at the Metrodome when 
you know, when the team was good, you know, there'd be 40, 50,000 people there on a regular basis. Uh, but this is different. Uh, they don't draw well here, but they don't seem to care. They've got a formula here that's been uh, incredibly efficient over the last, oh, eight, ten years, I guess. Rocco Baldelli was a part of that when he was a member of the staff here in St. Petersburg. But this really is when you consider guys that, you know, baseball is the only major sport that does not have a level playing field economically, right? So they're not drawing here. They don't have the greatest TV contract in the world. So they can't afford a large payroll. But here they are once again with the greatest record in the game. Uh, it's a testament to what they've done here in terms of managing with what they have. And they had a team, honestly, that they played with as well. And that team that they struggled with at times in Cleveland this uh, this past series is a team that just offensively, they, they don't give you a lot of offensively, but I, but they they don't give up a lot of at bats either. And I think they've got enough pitching, and they're pretty good at the end with Classe. It just they don't they don't knock you off the table with uh, with what they do, but they just seem to be a really tough matchup for the Twins. They don't strike out, right. and the Twins strike out more than anybody else. And Sunday was the fourth time this year that in a nine inning game the Twins struck out sixteen times. Well, you should you have no business even thinking you can win a game when you strike out 16 times. The the one hope for Twins fans, and my hope too, if the starting pitching stays healthy and is as good as it has been through over a third of the season. Now we have, what, we're 60 games in, 102 games to go. If the starting pitching continues to be as good as it has been with the same characters, ultimately I think that should prevail over Cleveland or anybody else. You know, when you look at the, the approach, you said with the strikes, strikeouts and what have you, but, you know, it's, we've had this thing when we talked about so many times with, you know, hit for the fences or strikeout, and the, the analytics tell you this or whatever, but at some point that's got to be catching up with them. I mean, the approach is just, you know, it's worse than what you see in Babe Ruth baseball at some points with some of these at-bats. I was watching the Rays game in Boston yesterday. That's, you know, silly me, right? I've spent my off day watching baseball. <laughs> but I was watching the game. And they got a, it was a scoreless game. They got the Rays got a leadoff double in the fifth inning. The next six batters put the ball in play, got some hits, and you had your three runs right there that pretty much determined the outcome of the game. I wish, and I think a lot of Twins fans would wish that the Twins would be capable of that. But how many times have we seen the leadoff double and the guy never even gets to third base because of all the strikeouts? That's no way to try to have a well-rounded offensive attack Home runs are nice, but, you know, the Twins got one on Sunday and it did them no good because it came with the bases empty. Dick, uh, and, and I've been asked this now a couple of times uh, around the station from and from fans, are they striking out and not having as Rocco, we hear a lot of him, you know, we hear what Rocco says, not having competitive at-bats. Uh, are, they, are they failing to a point where it might cost – uh, stat jobs, not players. Obviously, you can't can't fire the players. You got contract or where it might cost jobs from from coaching staff. You know, is Rudy in 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 a, in a tough spot here? That's at least what fans have asked, Dick. I don't know if I've heard any rumblings on that. It's tough to do that uh, in the middle of a season. Um, you know, the Twins had to do that last year about this time when Wes Johnson bailed on the Twins to go to LSU. And it really disrupted the season last year. So it's not something you'd voluntarily do, I don't think. Um, so it's it's just a you know situation where, well, Royce Lewis is a perfect example. Why do we, uh, why are we fascinated with Royce Lewis? He's hitting in the low two hundreds right now. But you know, in his first games back, first two games back, he got a home run down the right field line. It hit the foul pole. And his next game, he pulled a ball over the third base bag. That's the way, in my mind, that's the way the game should be played, at a right angle, at a 90-degree angle. Whoever invented this game invented it that way for a reason. You've got 90 degrees of fair territory, and if you're only going to use up half the field in terms of batted balls, you're probably going to only end up with half as many hits. And if you keep trying to pull the ball with two strikes and get pitches that can't be pulled uh, with any velocity at all any exit velocity at all well you're just not going to have a well-rounded attack something needs to change and i don't think this year anyway it'll be the hitting coach well brad mentioned it yesterday too it was 
How many called, you know, the, the backward Ks are just killing you. I mean, try, try to keep a, a at-bat alive with two strikes on you. Well, that's not a Twins thing. That's just an MLB thing, yeah, it seems like. unreal. Well, I've, I listened to an interview this morning on MLB Network, and Albert Pujols admitted that in his great Hall of Fame career, he never got off the fastball, meaning he was, he, meaning he was always ready to hit the fastball. And, you know, you can understand it. I think we all could, those of us who had a hard time with breaking pitches when we were, you know, effectively told you're done playing baseball because we're going to start spinning it on you. Uh, you know, if it's a slider or a curveball that breaks into the strike zone, that's one thing. But we've seen too many at-bats end with a fastball taken for a called third strike. And we were all told, weren't we, growing up, you know, if it's close, you got to swing at it, right? Uh, you you got to try to put the ball in play. And if it's a couple inches outside, you know, don't leave it to the umpire to try to determine the fate of your at-bat. Try to put the ball in play someplace and see what might happen. Usually if you put the ball in play, something good will happen. Jorge I'll say the answer, oh. uh, the answer to that, Dick, was uh, taken from my, my folks in Little League. Choke up, son. Choke up and protect <laughs> the play. Well, there's so few people who do that on our last road trip. I was delighted because I was told that Alex Bregman chokes up. He's a pretty good hitter. Jeff McNeil won a batting title last year for the Mets. He chokes up on the bat. Um, I, I don't know why. Well, I do know why. They, you know, People are interested in hitting home runs and driving right. the ball. But if it ain't working, then maybe you ought to do what we've been told about this game for 150 years. you got to make adjustments. <laughs> to what uh, you know, the other guys are trying to do to you. How concerned do we need to be with uh, Jorge Lopez? He has uh, really struggled here the last five, six outings. You know, we've, we've kind of had that uh, cycle in the Twins' bullpen this year where uh, early on it was Griffin Jackson. Now Griffin Jackson looks really good, right? And that's what they hope they'll be able to accomplish with Jorge Lopez. He actually had a good April, but May was just disastrous for him. And to me, it's not the home runs. You don't want those, of course. It's what has happened to Lopez after the home runs, the walks, the hit batters. It seems like the home runs really fluster him. And for a late-inning reliever, you just can't let that happen. So you'll give up more home runs, but I I think maybe the most significant sign of improvement for him would be, okay, I gave up a home run. I got to, you know, throw strikes and do my best to get the next guy and the next guy because uh, once somebody hits it over the fence on you, you can't do anything about that, but you can control, you know, the next couple of at-bats. Uh, we'll let Dick get going here in a second. Let's pick out one guy for the Rays that has really, you know, he burst out of the scene certainly in recent years, and he's kind of one of my favorite players in the league, Dick, and that's Randy uh, Rosarina, who is um, – you know, I think what, he got 10, 11 home runs this year, somewhere in that neighborhood. He's he's a, obviously swings well in that park down there, too. And I know that they've got more guys that can do some damage, but that's a guy that, that plays the game and barrels the ball, Dick, and is a dangerous, dangerous uh, player. And seems to have a lot of fun doing it. You know, it's one thing to, uh, you know, be happy with a double or a home run and, and all that, but he just seems to really enjoy the game of baseball. And I'll bet you if you ask the Rays players, they would tell you they feed off of that as much as the fact that he's a pretty good hitter and can drive in runs. You're right. He's one of the top clutch players. He jumped into the postseason a couple of years ago and proved that, and nothing has changed. He's still one of the more dangerous hitters in the league, but he's one of several on this uh, Tampa Bay team, so it'll be an interesting series starting tonight. Dick, I want to finish up by saying, you know, I don't mean to put you in an awkward spot here, but you, you won't believe all the people that asked me about this, but no matter what happens this week, we're certainly, I know you have a good uh, relationship with the organization. Uh, we certainly enjoy, I know all the fans certainly are hoping you're doing baseball for a very, very long time. Well, we'll see how this all sorts out. It's a mess right now. We know that. And uh, uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, hope that whatever is best for the fans is uh, what comes out of all of this mess with the distribution of the telecast. Yeah, for sure. We're thinking it's got to be a tough spot for you. So we're certainly, uh, but we're thinking of you, that's for sure. Well, I appreciate that. You bet. Yeah, great stuff. Legendary uh, Dick Bramer. Dick, thank you very much. We will do it again next week. Uh, go get a couple of wins for those Minnesota Twins. All right, we'll do what we can. <laughs> Dick Bramer, right. Dick probably going, we have no control. We uh, cannot, uh, we, can, we can only broadcast. We like to. Up. Yes, we like to have yeah. control of that situation. We'd love to have control. And you're right, Derek, there, there's going to be a time where we may have to open up a segment and just uh, do another one of those uh, all-out Sit down conversations and see what the see what the situation is with Bally and with the 
the unpaid, you know, contracts and bankruptcies and Major League Baseball taking over and, you know, who stays with what club and the broadcasters shift. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's never – it's just not a pretty situation. Well, I certainly want to mention it to him because, you know, it's such a tough spot for him, and I know people are, you know – probably curious and he has no control over it, right i mean right. he and the you know all the guys that he's working with and, and it's not just him it's the guys behind the scenes the guys who are you know living check to check doing the cameras and all that just right. i mean i saw this firsthand with the victory sports thing that they tried in 2004 and you know people left jobs to go do that job and you know hats off to the poll as they paid those guys for a full year those guys right. and gals but uh, it, this is really a tough spot for them. It's really unfortunate. We've been through this, you know, ownership changes and whatever in our business. So I, I, my heart goes out to all those folks. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought that up uh, to Dick, and and uh, and he knows that for sure. The um, uh, Dick's presence brought to you by Jefferson Lines uh, on our properties. When we return, uh, we'll be joined by Jeff Kolpak. I'm getting even uh, messages here uh, in Pewaukee on on the phone uh, about uh, the live and and PGA and DP World unifying under one umbrella. You know, what does it mean? You know, where, where are the arguments stemming from? If you woke up today and you've seen this splattered on every sportscast and newscast, you know, it is a shocker. By the way, probably not a bad idea to let your, your players know so they don't have to find out on Twitter well, there's that. and some other. You know, that probably might have been a good move, too. There's a lot of stuff going on. So Jeff Kolbeck coming up next at the Jack Michael Show today, a Tuesday edition at 740 The Fan. What a busy Tuesday afternoon. Jack Michaels coming here from the Avis, Avid, Avid Hotel. Kind of a unique hotel design here in Pewaukee, uh, Wisconsin. Brad Anderson, Derek Hansen in our flagship 740 The Fan Studios. Also the same studios that the uh, the great Jeff Kolpak performs the golf show in Saturdays on 740 The Fan. We drug Jeff back in. See, I knew we should just start a weekly segment on the Jack Michaels show of Jeff's mailbag because there always seems to be something to talk about and Jeff lo and behold I we woke up today and the day got going on a Tuesday and seemed like another Tuesday in the in the sports world and then boom the news hits that PGA uh, DP World and, and and Live Golf are going to unify and I thought wait a minute I thought the Capulets didn't like the Montagues, Jeff, for goodness sake. Uh, Jeff, your thoughts when you saw this? Uh, at least maybe your your initial reaction, Jeff, from, from your golfing uh, mind anyway, when, when you saw this news come down. I don't know. Did the Hatfields and McCoys ever end up getting together? I, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> Jack, who, who was your big rival in Williston? Minot? Oh, we were, Minot High. Minot, Minot, the Magi okay. were our big rivals. And you just hated Minot. So this is like Williston and Minot merging. That's right. One. How yeah. about that? So, I mean, I just don't – there's so many questions now with this merger for like – and who knows when they'll get answered. But, I mean, the Live Tour, they're, they're 54 all events. So uh, is a tournament and a Live thing going to be 54? Then they can go to the PGA and they'll have, you know, four rounds. What about world golf points, world rankings? Uh it's just uh, it's just a, a, an incredible number of questions that, that have come from this. And the amazing thing is they kept it quiet in this day and age. Right. That even some of the top players, there was nothing spilled. And, and to do that in, in the age of, of of what we live in, where instant communication is is a given, it is just it, it's it's mind boggling how they did that. I mean, they must have kept this to just a few people in the negotiations evidently they did because a lot of these players are coming out going i had no way i no way <laughs> no way i knew it was going on there's a number of things jeff as you thought that the, the the subplots and the and the other side stories on this are from an individual let's start with the individual aspect first uh jeff uh players that were were adamant you know, that that basically represented the PGA in some degree uh, doing press conferences because they had mics in front of their faces when other players joined this, you know, the Live Tour. So then now you, the Rory McIlroy's this world kind of um, on behalf of the PGA, you know, said his piece, you know, and it was about, look, here's the deal. And then very adamant, <laughs> let me repeat that word, very adamant about that, that line drawn in the sand and, and whether, you know, these other players can have the best of both worlds, can be PGA guys play on that tour play in the live tour you know and then there's the other aspect of, of, of being reinstated i guess back for some of those guys in the 
just from an individual aspect, from the Greg Normans to his thoughts to the, you know, Phil Mickelson, I think, shout out a, an emoji of happy face or something today. From the individual aspect, where, what are the stories on that on that aspect, Jeff? I know. I guess they're gonna have to hug it out, huh? I mean, I don't know how it's, <laughs> I don't know how it's, you figure out this situation, but uh, you know, the, and I think the one prevailing take a lot of people are are using today is that litigation is no longer part of the deal with these two golf tours, and so you take litigation out of it. Maybe that had a lot to do with it that they weren't interested in, in, in litigating out and spending money and risking all that. As we know. It, Sports is money. I mean, it's look at the NFL. Roger Goodell makes what forty-four million. It's a money world, man, at this level, and um, so that obviously I think had something to do with it. Uh, but yeah, there's just so many of these other details, and and yeah, I, I had no interest in the live. I, I never even watched an event. I didn't know where to find it. What the CW or something? To me, it was just out of sight, out of mind. I don't know. I, I'm wondering. I'm hoping the PGA didn't just cower to it and say, okay, because um, yeah, I. The PGA to me was 95% of pro golf. I think the most of America. I mean, yeah. we were watching we were watching the PGA Tour. We were not watching the live. We didn't care about the live. As a writer and journalist, I mean, I do I care about the Saudi fund and, and the way they treat human rights? Yeah, but um, you know, and, and I've heard well, America does business Saudi Arabia. Well, I don't have to like that either. But um, right. <laughs> you know, but 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 I guess we do as America. And, and, and with the live in association with the with the public investment fund of, of Saudi Arabia, that, that didn't well, I, I really didn't like that. But um, now I guess I, I just don't know how this is all going to figure out. I mean, there, there's just so many details. My goodness, I I can't even wrap. I'm going to bang my head against a wall here shortly. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I got a friend. Uh, yeah, with that part too. You know, yeah, in the in the in the in the, the 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 crown prince and the order of the killing of the the Washington Post reporter and all of that side, Jeff. That that as you just described, I had a friend of mine that messaged me, and he's a he's a he's a golf uh, golfer and golf enthusiast and knowledgeable. And, uh, along those lines, we were talking about this, Jeff, before you came on earlier, and I got a buddy of mine that that reminded me. He said, "Hey, look, you know, NBC in in other words, the Golf Channel." A uh, mm-hmm. big player has, in a sense, we use. You're going to hear the term sports wash, uh, sports wash regimes in their coverage of the Olympic Games in like places like Russia with Putin and, and China, where they have made a ton of money, which then has gone to their PGA media rights deals. And and the point my friend was making is that it, it's a circle of hypocrisy if you dive into this stuff, Jeff. Enough. Uh, so to to that point, and we've taken emails on that too. Yeah, well, boy, you, you just unleashed a lot there too. I mean, uh, you're talking uh, stuff that's uh, you can take you in circles trying yeah. to figure it out. And again, I go back to the, the PGA and the Live and just the general hatred. And now they're supposed to sing "Kubaya" around a fire. I mean, is that where we're at right now? Oh, do the schedules? Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, you you brought it up first, Jeff. How do the yeah. schedules? What do, how does this affect Tom Hoagie? Let's let's make it localized here. Well, do we eliminate some events now? I mean, the PGA Tour is pretty much every weekend. And do they eliminate some events? Does the, does the Live Tour have guaranteed money for those who make some sort of event in somewhere in the world? I don't know. I Obviously, uh, I don't know if, if everybody – I don't even know if the people who settled this know that. But, but here we go. I mean, uh, again, I, I guess I have to go back, and I heard Scott Van Pelt this morning on – say he thinks the biggest deal is because there's no more litigation and and he's probably right got a couple Why of, throw, oh, got, go ahead bro. i gotta say we got a couple of texts in here and it says uh hoagie just took a two million dollar wage decrease with the live golfers back and texter says wondering if discovery aspect of litigation scared pga still amazed at how few questions how live happens and pga in quotation marks finds money for players yeah i guess so the reference is these players back with those that uh, you know, they're good players. Well, that cut into Hoagie's standing and how he finishes in events. Uh, I don't know. Tom, until last weekend, Tom was, you know, was playing all right. And um, uh, so, I, I, you know, I, I don't – maybe the purses will be bigger. <laughs> so, uh, if he finishes 25th, will it be the same as if he finished, you know, 12th? I don't know. I mean, um, again, there's got to be more money 
for everybody, isn't there? Is now now you got one pot? There's got to be more money. Well, it, you would think it's interesting too, and, and to that, you know, the Texas reference too. And it's the interesting part about the litigation there. You know, Greg Norman, for whatever reason, had his angst against the PGA, right? I mean, and he was saying stuff without saying stuff, and you got to wonder if there was something there where they almost buckled, like. Okay, let's all get along here because we don't want to uncover some of the shenanigans. I mean, and I'm, I'm not making any accusations, but there's so many layers to this, Jeff. Yeah, there is. You know, when this all got going, I threw. I had a Greg Norman shirt. I threw it away. I wasn't going to wear that. You know, because I, I just I, I sided with the PGA and you know, I think I just didn't like Greg Norman's attitude. I just thought it was just such greed and such. I don't know. There was just such an edge there. I go. I, I just. I don't want to. I don't want to wear the Greg Norman shark shirt, so I threw it away. And I really liked it, too, by the way. But, so was, but is he trying so to uncover something that he couldn't uncover? You, you know what I'm getting at? I mean, is, is there something more to this, why the PGA Maybe. is buck, buckling when they were winning? <laughs> it wasn't even close. You know, that's that's the head-scratcher. And I, I'm not trying to get into conspiracy theories here or anything, but I've been known to, like, be interested in them. But I just wonder if they there is some uh, – he knew where the bodies were buried, if I, if you know what I mean. Well, you're yeah. saying the PGA was winning. Oh, well, they were certainly winning in the yeah in the, the court of public opinion, no question. Yeah, and as far as popularity and just still being the tour to watch, so it just you just got to wonder why they decided to if they they just want didn't want to go to court for whatever reason, and you know that that's more of it. I I, I just it's just all it's so head scratching. I don't get it. Yeah, I and, think and God, in the world of sports, this is a this is a bombshell times ten. Mm-hmm. And and aside from everything else, Jeff, you absolutely nailed it. How in the world do the do the Jeff Colpax, who knows when a player is transferring before the player does in a portal in college <laughs> and whatever? How, how does this sneak up on the media? That is, that's insane. How this was you're right how this was held i don't know what deals were made in the back room or who had pride maybe they had those burner phones that i i, re, I watched a lot of forensic files and crime maybe they had those burner i mean my goodness that that to me blows me away well yeah i saw one quote from a pga player unnamed said you know i won't i can't no effing way <laughs> that was his quote right. i mean it's just it, 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 it's just shocking to these most of these players I haven't seen one player who knew about it. Have you? Have you seen any no. comments no. whatsoever n- n- on either side? So the, this had to have been Monahan, the PGA, and and Greg Norman. Is it just those two? I don't know. Was Phil did part they, of this? What, Tiger? Brad, did we get a text? Someone had a good text, and we had a lot of texts on this today, Jeff. And um, uh, by the way, the golf show coming up Saturday with Jeff Kolpak. Did the PGA and then Derek? Maybe you just touched on this too with the with the. Did they need to throw a life raft? Is that is that how it's going to be perceived to the to the live people? I mean, do they really need to throw a life raft to the live people? I, was live even making money? And again, not that maybe it mattered. They had seems like they got enough to burn, but did they need this? Well, when I did a story with Hoagie, and when this first uh, went down with the PGA and and, and live, and when. He said no. I, he he rejected a lot of money to live, and I think his comment to me was he wasn't sure if the live was going to make it past a year or two. Who knows? He goes, will the live be around in, in, in a couple of years? And then all of a sudden you're stuck aligned with the live, and will the PGA take you back? I think that was one of the reasons, maybe among others, that he stayed he stayed with the PGA Tour, and and so now he now I guess the answer is now they're hanging around because they're merged. So I, I, I'm sure he's a little surprised too. He's sitting around in Fort Worth, going, "Wow!" I, because to me, when this was first started going down, I don't, I don't think he was sold that the Live Tour is going to be a long-term thing. Well, yeah, I mean, guys like him, they're kind of going with the bird in the bag is better than two in the bush, right? But if you'd yep, have known that was yeah. going to be a year, you might want to take the money up front uh, if you'd known this was coming. Well, uh, but well, again, the, now there's. The, the, you know, a lot those lift. A lot of them have multi-year contracts. So how does that work? Now? Mm-hmm. You know, and as as Will Zalatoris, I just saw a tweet. Hey, is my uh, is my deal still on the table? You know, somebody I think put words in his mouth. Uh, so there's, you know, uh, and I don't like the team golf part, and that's still part of this. And that's kind of what I, I just do not like is okay. And the team golf will be part of the PGA Tour. Come on, golf is not a team thing. I'm sorry, it is great in college great in high school but the pro level that's an individual mano mano thing and i don't yeah. think anybody cares 
watching a PGA Tour event if Team Mickelson beats Team Spieth or whatever. I, I don't think anybody could give a rat's about that. So I, other than the Ryder I, I, Cup, I hope they get rid of that. Exactly, yeah. of course. Yeah. I mean, other than that, uh, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. where are they this weekend? Is it the RBC? Are they in? Uh, where are I'm they not sure. Uh, you know, Tom. RBC? Every time Tom takes the week off, I, I tend to lose interest, so I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm just. I only bring it up, going uh, probably going to get decent ratings this weekend. Maybe I'm sure the golf. I mean, that that's it's it certainly has created a buzz. All right, Jeff. Any what? What are the plans for the big show on Saturday? Have you kind of started to put the pieces together this week? Oh, you just nailed it. We'll be talking about this certainly. I got Matt Cook coming in and Rose Creek had pro and we'll talk about a among a lot of other things a 454 yard hole in one of course that was on his course uh Coy will be on the show and, and another surprise I, I cannot reveal at this point oh, he's oh that was a big tease. tease hey that's the big tease <laughs> on that it's the Colpack mailbag I'm beginning to love our segments uh with Jeff Colpack uh, during the week Jeff thanks for being available man you're a, you're a go-to guy and uh we'll see how she plays out and be tuning in on Saturday uh, for the big show, the golf show. Thank you, Jeffrey. We'll talk to you soon. All right, boys. Be good. You got it. Jeff Kolpak joining us today. And uh, the talk is the merger. Uh, some say the unification. Uh, there's probably going to be a couple of words thrown out that will connotate good or connotate bad, depending on what side it's going on. But certainly a lot to unpack, and, and Jeff will have more on Saturday uh, on the golf show on that. Twins and Rays tonight. Uh, wow, uh, fellas, they got uh, uh, what do we got? Louis 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 Varland, Louis Varlin. Uh, Louis Varlin tonight. Then the uh, the Red Hawks and and Lake Country, the Duck Hounds. So tune in for that. Our pregame at seven fifteen tonight from uh, Wisconsin Brewing Company Park, just down the road here from where I am. Uh, we're going to see Bryant Salgado, one of the newest additions. On the hill tonight for uh, Fargo Moorhead, Corral Prime tomorrow, Kevin McGovern on Thursday. So this hopefully the Red Hawks, the first place Hawks can can uh, can play well again tonight. Thanks to Dick Bremer and to Jeff Kolpak joining us today. We'll do it again coming up uh, tomorrow on the program. Common Man is coming up next. Twins again on KFGO tonight. Red Hawks here on 740 The Fan. Common Man coming up next on 740 The Fan, 107.3 FM, KNFL.